Welcome to the Keeping Kids Safe podcast. My name is Karen Cohn. I am the co-founder of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety. This is your number one resource for all things related to your child's emotional, physical, and social well-being. Now I'd like to introduce my co-host and my friend, the executive director of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety, Megan Ferraro. Hi, Karen. How are you? It's so nice to be here with you and to talk with you about National Bathtub Safety Month today. Yes. So January is an important month in drowning prevention, and we're excited to talk to everyone and just remind everyone about uh, several things that we would like them to be thinking about when they're bathing their children. Yes, and they probably seem so obvious, but in the zoo that is my life during evening routine of bath time and bedtime, I have picked up a few tips along the way that I thought I would share, some of which were hard won, and by that I mean like me dripping in bubbles and dirty bath water. (laughs) Yes, and I have been there as well. Seems like forever ago, but yes, I remember those days. Night after night. (laughs) (laughs) I am in the thick of it. And I was giving a bath to Teddy and Charles the other day. And they are now, uh, well, the other day, every day. But the other day, um, (laughs) they're in this phase where they're loving splashing each other and kicking and literally dumping Charles, not Teddy, dumping cupfuls of water out of the bathtub. Just, and then I'm sweating and like... (laughs) They're so slippery. It's a disaster. Um, but they're really happy, so I guess that's good. Yes, that is good. <laughs> but the other day, it was chaos. I was, like, trying not to yell because it's bedtime, and I want everything to be peaceful and everyone to be happy. So I was finally like, okay, bath time is over. Open up, you know, the drain. Let the water start to go out. They're both, like, fighting over the last little bit of water at the bottom of the tub. Neither of them will get out. And I said to Teddy, Teddy, I have to take you out first because if I don't take you out first, I'm not going to be able to help you because I have, I'm going to have your baby brother who is slippery. And if I put him down, he's not going to listen to you. When I say, don't crawl or walk away, you're soaking wet. You're going to slip and fall. Right. So it's the Mm -hmm. logistics of bathing two kids at the same time. And so for us, what I have found works is taking Teddy out first, drying him off, you know, cozying him up and then then getting Charles out because I have to carry him out of the bathroom um, in a towel. But we have had some trying times at bath time over the last few weeks, especially. Yeah, I can only imagine. So I, before I head into that bathroom at night, I'm like, okay, what do I need? I need Teddy's pajamas. I need towels. I need washcloths. I need to make sure that the water is the right temperature. It's like a full checklist, which who, who would have known, but having like, you know, a toddler and a five-year-old in the bathtub, there are some logistics involved. Yeah. And so do you have your bathtub already set up with toys and things to, for them to play with once you get in there? Yes. Um, and, you know, we're staying with my parents right now. And so my mom has all of our old bath toys from mm. the 80s. And there are these, you know, plastic. Oh, I know. They're really 
so cute though. They they have so much more fun with those toys than they ever do with our bath toys. So they're really the little like plastic figurines, the like that won't topple over weebles or whatever they're called. Oh, um, weebles wobble, but they, they won't, won't fall, fall down. Or... No, they won't fall yeah. over or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> and some boats and just little like cups that, you know, um, are kind of like colanders almost um, mm. that they like to dump on each other's heads. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, our other conflict right now is that um, Charles has – learn to blow bubbles in the water, but he also likes to drink it. So, oh. you know, Teddy wants to use a bath bomb, but I can't use a bath bomb when Charles is drinking the water. You know, it's like chaos. So the last <laughs> last night's bath, they had individual baths so that Teddy could use one of his new bath bombs. Oh, yeah. And that makes it just a little bit longer. A little bit longer, <laughs> but so much more peaceful. <laughs> Oh, really? Yes. Huh. Something to consider for Some, future baths, right? Definitely. Well, Teddy's so excited because he, for Christmas this year, he got bath bombs with toys hidden inside. So the toys are like little dinosaurs inside the bath bomb. Um, so once it finishes dissolving, he's just so excited to see which dinosaur is inside. Oh, so cute. It is so cute. Um, and Charles just likes bubbles. And there's this soap company line that we use that has multi-sensory bubbles. So when the bubbles mm. hit your skin, it kind of feels like it's tingling. It's really good for kids developmentally to have that experience. It helps with some wow. of that like sensory processing disorder that you hear so much about. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been using those bubbles for years, but Charles just loves them and typically won't drink the bath water if there are bubbles in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I can't, I can't oh, speak gosh. for every time. Those bubbles sound really cool, actually, the multisensory bubbles. I could have used those for some of my kids. We definitely had children with sensory issues when they were little. Yeah, we really should have used them with our first. <laughs> it would have been really helpful. But, yeah. Um, I didn't find them until a few years into parenting, so here we are. Wow. Very cool. And they're always there's always new things being created, right? Yes, absolutely. Um so, yeah, I, you know, as I was talking to my friend the other day who has a newborn, a brand new baby and a two-year-old, mm. she was like, I can't do it. I just keep skipping bath time because it's so stressful. And I was like, Aww. and I remember at that age with the newborn and the two-year-old, it is so stressful because you can't take your eye off either one of them for a second. So no. we were talking through tips and and as silly as it sounds, like be just like before you cook, making sure you have all the ingredients before you take them into the bathtub, making sure you have all the tools you need for that that chaotic bath. Right, because you cannot take your eyes off of either one of your children the entire time that you're near the water. Right, exactly. It only takes like three seconds for a baby to to drown in water or to slip into the wrong position and inhale, inhale water. So you do have to be so careful, not only of that, but of making sure that the water isn't too hot or, you know, that, you know, you're, you're don't have a bath bomb nearby that the baby could consume some of and get sick from. So, you know, we don't want to overwhelm you, but it is a lot of, it is a lot of work. You do have to be organized and be prepared and, you know, not be distracted by either other kids or phone calls or answering the door and just, you know, if you are in a situation where you do need to leave that bathroom in the middle of bath time, 
because you forgot a towel or you hear the doorbell ringing, you just grab your baby, even if they're not clean, even if you don't have a towel and you're going to get dripping wet, um, really just making sure that you take the baby with you and you never take your eyes off of them when you're in the water. We hear of some really sad stories of parents who have fallen asleep um, at the bathtub side or that have gotten distracted by helping another kid who may have been injured in another room. So really just heeding this warning of not leaving your child for even a moment while they're in the bath. Right. And if you do have an older child, that that child needs to be in the bathroom with you with the door closed and no one is allowed to leave unless you all leave together. Right. Yes. (laughs) Unless you all leave together (laughs) dripping wet with mom near tears. (laughs) It is like the absolute best time of day and sometimes the hardest. So just, uh, taking that time to make sure you're organized for bath time before it starts. Yeah. And one thing that I, um, I thought was really interesting when we were um, preparing for the podcast is also, you know, having a good cushion to put your knees on. But, you know, even if that's just a towel that you're folding over and putting underneath you or a bath mat, but not really something I ever really thought about. Yeah. Or you could be sitting on the stool next to your parents' bathtub that has been in your family for ever and ever and ever and ever. And like Teddy leaps out of the tub, it felt like into my arms and the stool just breaks. Oh no. That, oh, God. <laughs> that happened and may have inspired this, uh, not diet, but this health journey that I am now on in the month of January. I was like, wow, did that really just happen? I know the stool is a million years old, but but the stool just broke. So oh, God. it is time to find a new one. There you go. There you go. Um, but no, it is so helpful. And it is so helpful to have, uh, to not actually feel like the tiles are breaking your kneecaps when you're in the middle of bath. Yeah, exactly. And then another thing we want to remind our listeners is that a baby who cannot lift their head up can drown in as little as an inch of water. So we also want to remind everyone about that as well, because it, as um, Megan, you said before that, you know, it takes three seconds, but you know, a child can also, a little baby can drown so quickly and easily and unexpectedly. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, like when the baby first comes home, it seems like, especially with your first, that you have to do these certain things on certain days. And really for the first couple of weeks, you don't need to be giving them full baths, right? You can give them sponge Mm -hmm. baths, especially until their umbilical cord falls off. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can give those sponge baths really safely by simply, you know, obviously ensuring that your sink is clean and sanitize, but then putting some lukewarm water in a sink and having the baby kind of in your arms and just giving the baby a sponge bath with just a, a washcloth and a little bit of, of newborn soap um, so that you aren't putting the, you know, when they're so, they're so little, their necks need so much support. It can be a little overwhelming to have them in a slippery bathtub. So for me, I always found that until they were a little more sturdy, especially during those first few weeks, giving those sponge baths were um, the best way to do it. Or even just like, you know, bathing 
dunking the lower half of their body if it's a really challenging diaper that you need to clean. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I think you can really just put them like in a towel in your arms and, you know, use your other hand. Or if you have another person who can help you, one of you can hold the baby and one of you can wipe the baby down. Right. And and if you have that other person there, you know, and you're really tired and you're worried about giving the baby a bath when you're so tired, have that other person do it. Ask for help or have them sit with you while you give the baby a bath. Um, and really just be sure that you are, you know, able to stay focused on the task at hand. Um, and, you know, the other thing is, and this may seem so silly, but being sure that you drain the bathtub either while the baby is still in it or as soon as you take the baby out of the bathtub because it can be so easy for another child or for that baby, you know, to, after you put them in their pajamas or whatever, to crawl back into the bathroom. And if that bathtub has a toy in it that he was just playing with, he may want to reach for the toy. And if that bathtub still has water in it, it can be really dangerous. Um, We've heard especially of stories of families maybe in severe weather events where they lose power, um, filling their bathtubs with water so that they have um, access to water for whether it's flushing the toilet or for boiling, for cooking or drinking water. And we have heard, you know, some really tragic stories about children, you know, toddling into those bathrooms with full bathtubs and falling in and sadly drowning. So really being sure that any standing water, whether it's a bathtub or a bucket around your home, is emptied as soon as you finish whatever task you're doing. When you have small children, absolutely. These are just some of our tips that we've learned about water safety and about being a mom and figuring out how to juggle everything at the same time. And while I say we've figured it out, we haven't. We're still trying to figure it out. Um, But with a new year, we wanted to kick it off and provide some practical parenting advice and safety advice, and hopefully you found it helpful. Yes, absolutely. We wanted to just make sure that everyone during National Bath Safety Month, that everyone is thinking about keeping their their children safe. And we want to wish everyone a safe and happy 2022. And we look forward to having some great um, topics coming up in the future on our podcast and we look forward to sharing those with you soon. Yes, and continue sharing your suggestions on topics. Some of you had asked for us to do an interview with a grief counselor and so that's how we came up with the idea of of one of our early December issues and our episodes rather. And so, you know, if you have ideas or things you want to learn more about, ask us and we will help find an expert and bring their advice straight to you. Um, And if you would, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. We would really appreciate it. It would be so helpful. And um, thanks for listening. Have a great day.